Greetings and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy the Shaolin Way. Today we're going to uh, uh, start with the topic of aphasia and dementia related. Now it's easy to confuse some of the symptoms of aphasia and dementia, which often leads to questions on whether the two medical conditions are related. Before we go into deeper into answering the query, it is important to first define these conditions. Aphasia rather, is a language or speech disorder that is a result of complications in the brain. For example, brain injury, stroke, uh, traumatic brain injury. In Greek, the word aphasia translates to speechless, speechlessness. Dementia, on the other hand, is a general term that describes a range of medical conditions that are caused by abnormal brain chances, changes. In Latin, the term dementia stands for madness, which implies severe memory loss in a person who is previously normal beyond what is expected as a person grows older. Now, there are some similarities between aphasia and dementia, which we should mention, but some factors may lead persons to believe that dementia and aphasia are quite similar. One of them is the fact that a person who has aphasia can have challenges finding the proper words to use when holding a, a conversation. So that's common to both dementia and aphasia. It is something that persons with dementia may also struggle with. Both conditions are also caused by damage that occurs in the brain. Another similarity that the two conditions share in common is that diagnosis of dementia and aphasia is often done through observation of symptoms. This is because there is no specific test that can offer conclusive evidence of the disease. There is also no approved cure for both amasia, aphasia, and dementia. Let me repeat, there is no approved cure for both aphasia and dementia. And frequently, the person who has aphasia just simply does not get over it. It can be caused by a lack of stimulus in the beginning, but it's usually ill-defined. Now, treatment is usually done to reduce or eliminate some of the symptoms that a person experiences. This is a matter of treating the uh, symptoms as opposed to the underlying disorder. Keep in mind that there are different types of dementia, which are caused by various factors. These may also include infections like HIV and meningitis, hormone disorders, met metabolic disorders, chronic alcoholism, drug abuse, and nutritional deficiencies. These may all include a cause dementia, but the damage to the brain is the same in dementia and aphasia. I mean, as, as the language, uh, language centers go, this implies that there are treatable dementias, especially in the case where the cause is being cured. But if the damage is already done, then the damage is already done. It is also worth mentioning that there's this type of aphasia known as progressive aphasia. That is a progressive illness that continues to become worse as time goes by. This is a characteristic that the disease shares with dementia because it is also a progressive illness. It is a, caused by a type of dementia that is known as frontotemporal dementia. That's, so those 
have that in common. Progressive aphasia starts with the impairment of language abilities. And after some time, the affected individual may also experience attention and memory development. And I've got to say that uh, in the beginning, when my uh, case of aphasia was at its worst, I suffered, um, I didn't know who my own wife was. I didn't know how to use a knife or fork. I didn't know how to use um, implements, common implements like a pencil. I couldn't write. I had no memory at all. So progressive aphasia can also work in the reverse, that you gradually get better, but you can also gradually get work. Most people with progressive aphasia also develop additional dementia symptoms. Several differences crop up when comparing dementia and aphasia. Here we will discuss the three main ones touching on communication, behavior, symptoms, and cause. We have already noted that communication problems are present in both disorders. When it comes to communication, however, some subtle differences come up for individuals to the dementia and the ones with aphasia. A person with aphasia may already know what they are trying to say, but they may not be able to communicate the idea clearly. With dementia, a person may lose sight of what they were trying to say. But that's also true in aphasia. Because when I had my stroke, I clearly lost sight of what they were, what I was trying to say, because, well, I just didn't know what I was trying to say. While both persons may be searching deep in their brain to find purpose or meaning in what they want to say, the one with aphasia can toy around with the word on the tip of their tongue, but this is not possible for the one with dementia. Again, the lines are blurred because that can also be true with someone in the early stages of aphasia or the advanced stages of aphasia too. So you can see that the lines blur, right? When it comes to behavior, a person with dementia will at some point need help to complete day-to-day -day activities because of the extent of brain damage that happens as the disease progresses. Individuals with aphasia will continue to function normally in regard to daily activities. Now, as I said, after I had my stroke, I didn't know what a knife and fork was. So that's partially true, but not completely true. They will not need assistance with activities like eating, grooming, or drinking because they only have challenges with speech and conversations. But again, when I had my stroke, I couldn't eat, groom myself, or drink uh, out of a cup because I didn't know what a cup was. So again, the lines are blurred. The symptoms of aphasia and dementia also vary. Symptoms that a person with aphasia may showcase include the ability to read aloud, constant phrase repetition, challenges with writing, inability to recollect the name of objects, the substitution of letters and words, or even speaking things that do not make sense. While persons with dementia may experience some of the aphasia symptoms, they may also encounter other symptoms such as memory loss, confusion, mood changes, difficulties concentrating, and inability to form day-to-day -day activities, among others, depending on the stage of the illness. Again, it depends upon the stage, the damage done by stroke, because I had memory loss, confusion, and mood changes, difficulty concentrating, inability to perform day-to-day -day activities, among others. So the symptoms of aphasia and dementia can be very common, and they can continue in progressive aphasia. These are symptoms that are not common with 
individuals who are suffering from classic aphasia, when advanced, um, when you get to a certain stage, they're not common. But at the beginning of stroke, they are very common. Causes of aphasia and dementia, we've already established that both dementia and aphasia are caused when they're damaged to the brain. And what sets the two conditions apart is a section of the brain that is hurt. For aphasia, people who get the illness when the part of the brain that controls speech is damaged. This happens mostly because of traumatic brain injury or a stroke. In my case, it was a stroke. Infections and brain tumors are other probable causes of aphasia. Dementia is quite different from this. Even though a stroke or traumatic brain injury can also cause it, again, a commonality, it is mostly a result of amyloid plaque built up in the brain. That's the difference, which leads to the development of the most common dementia type known as Alzheimer's disease. This buildup cuts off neurons in the brain that are responsible for relaying messages from one part of the brain to the next. And that is very true. It ends up affecting the entire brain and not just the speech part, as is the case with aphasia. Again, with stroke or traumatic brain injury, you can have memory loss. You know, you don't have to do daily day tasks. But those can get better with time. But with Alzheimer's, they don't get better. This is why a person with dementia may not know the name or of a familiar face or even remember how to hold a fork because they cannot access their memories. But that was true of me too. I didn't know my wife. I didn't know my brother. I didn't know anyone, actually. I didn't know how to hold a fork. I didn't know how to eat food. So, again, the commonalities. And I was just lucky to recover from stroke. Now, the person with aphasia only has problems accessing the part of the brain that deals with speech. That's not true. It's, it's simply not true. The lines are blurred. These differences between aphasia and dementia are instrumental when it comes to diagnosis. A doctor can study the symptoms to know whether a person is only having trouble with speech or they're having communication problems as well as other challenges with their day-to-day lives understand what the person is suffering from. So you're dealing with symptoms as opposed to causes. And a stroke can damage more than just speech centers. And that, in that way, stroke aphasia is the totality of the problem you have to deal with because it can affect your memory. So anyway, um, this concludes today's episode. And next Monday, we'll go into dementia just a little bit more. And uh, if you'd like to tune in, this ends of today's episode, but if you'd like to learn more about the monks, that uh, Shaolin monks that sponsor this program, go to our uh, website at shaolintempleus.net or healthytaichi.com. If you'd like to donate by PayPal to this website, donate at rick, R-I-C-K, at feraldmore.com, F-E-R-R-E-L-D-M-O-O-R-E.com. Until next episode, I wish you namaste.